Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Gentlemen, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today we're talking Jessica Jones, episode three. We are getting further and further into this wild, sort of messed up story. And also, I mean, some unsettling relationship things going on. Um, But uh, to kind of pick up where we left off last time, um, Jessica is seeing Luke now sort of um, and still trying to figure out like what to do with this hope case. Um, Obviously it's a hard case because they're basically trying to prove that a sort of unprovable person is out there making people do things against their own will. And that is just not going to stand up in, comic book court so uh having a difficult time with that um jessica is trying to track down kill Kilgrave, and actually does um she tracks him down but unfortunately he gets away um we do find out that this is a i feel like a big one uh jessica actually killed under under Kilgrave's control killed Luke's wife. Um so sort of a bummer thing to find out. Um there's a lot of sort of deep diving into Jessica's past um with these like memories and stuff that kind of pop up throughout this whole season and and definitely season 2 I know is a lot more heavy on like her past but uh but we're we're getting there in this season now um you know three episodes in we're starting to get a little bit more backstory and a little less uh what's currently happening i guess um with jessica which is nice because up till now all we know is that she was like working for Kilgrave. we didn't know what the reason behind it we didn't know you know what did he make her do 
we assume he knew she had superpowers, but we don't know. Um, so we're, we're finally like getting a little bit more of that. Um, I will say we do find out a little bit more about Trish and Jess's relationship, um, as well as like Trish's background, uh, as Patsy, um, there's a bunch of like little nods to her character in the comics. She talks about her hair used to be red in the comics. Patsy's hair is red. Um, and again, like last episode, we got to see her do some of her Krav Maga. So we're seeing her as kind of like this more, I don't know, badass character. She's out there fighting too. Um, and I know that kind of like takes off on its own uh, in, in this season. But it's interesting to get like a almost another lead uh, in the show where, you know, you kind of think of her as a side character or like a supporting character. Um, but as I'm pretty sure it's this season, not next season, uh, as the season like progresses, she she kind of takes on like a bigger role um, and becomes more of almost like a I mean, we have like whole episodes where like half the episode is just what she's doing. Um like not not even what Jess is doing. So interesting to see that start to kind of like take off in this episode. Um, we get another kind of pull into this. Anyone could be uh, the killer. Anyone could be under control. Um, we we have a cop that's not a hundred percent sure if he's gonna let Trish in. And she's able to get in and it's kind of like, we don't know, again, we don't know who could be under control and they kind of put it in a place where like, you almost think that maybe Trish could potentially be under control sometimes, not the whole time, sometimes there's like an air of, is she doing this because she wants to, or is she doing this because there's some sort of like ulterior motive in the background? Uh, and that's the kind of like icky thing that happens throughout this whole season with a lot of people. So I guess uh, <laughs> with that quick sort of rundown of the episode, first thoughts, Elisa. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so you're yeah, we are getting some uh, interesting, but also uh, disturbing relationship stuff here between uh between Jessica and Luke, partly, like you said, because even though they do seem to be clicking with each other, they've got things in common, she's keeping this massive secret from him. She realizes what she's done. Um, And also them talking to each other revealed some interesting stuff about their their powers because Jessica, they were talking about how they got them and Jessica said hers was an accident. And that makes me curious because I have not read the comics and I also have never finished the series. Back whenever it came out, I watched the first episode and got scared and turned it off and I did not keep watching the show. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm experiencing this for the first time. So like accident, like a fallen into a tub of radioactive waste accident or I have no idea. I'm stuck here. But yeah, they're they're sharing this stuff with each other. Yeah, and and uh, on that note, we also 
kind of get this sense that like, so we sort of see that Jessica like has this realization, right? Mm -hmm. But also potentially leads to like the reason she's been stalking him and taking so many photos of him. Do you think it could be that like part of her knew that there was like something connecting them. She just couldn't remember what it was. And then she found out what it was and was like, Oh no. <laughs> oh dang. Yeah. I thought we were just soulmates. <laughs> uh, so that's, I mean, that's interesting, but also like why, why did Kilgrave have her killed? We don't know. Yeah. Was it, do we think it was like, did she know about his power and she was going to like tell people or, was it an accident? Was she just in their way? Was he testing Jessica? What was it? Which, like, I mean, the show's kind of messed up. I could see it be some sort of, like, him just seeing how far he could push Jessica and be like, hey, go kill mm -hmm. that woman. Yeah, because in that scene, that flashback scene, we see Jessica's able to resist him mm -hmm. for a while. And it's... It is possibly because she is so strong. She is, like, she puts it gifted mm. and that's possibly why he's so obsessed with her is because he can have this kind of power over her but she's also not just his puppet and so i think that he's interested in that kind of challenge because he's a sick sick weirdo right. <laughs> <laughs> scary gross bad guy um we do get a reference to the movies in this uh in this episode, which this is mm -hmm. back when they they were trying their hardest to have some sort of thread that tied these <laughs> shows to the movies. Uh, but they talk about the time the city was destroyed by aliens and they talk about the green dude. Um, so I know last week we talked about <laughs> wanting She-Hulk in this series. And funnily enough, now they're referencing the Hulk, um, which I don't think ever comes up again in this whole series. I don't think any of, I think this may have been it. Like they mentioned the city being attacked by aliens. They mentioned Hulk and then no MCU thing was ever mentioned ever again because they <laughs> much like agents of shield, which did the exact same thing, right? Agents of shield came out, I think in like the second episode or the, even the first episode of the first season, they like show clips of the battle of New York Mm -hmm. And then it is never talked about again. <laughs> so wasn't it? Okay. I might be misremembering this, but I feel like back in the day, they like Marvel started kind of telling the TV shows to back off. Mm -hmm. but, like don't have too much continuity with our movies. Cause we don't want our movies to have to go and watch your TV shows to find out what else is going on. Yes. Uh, so it could be that, that they're trying to make those connections like there, but they're, they're very, very tenuous. Um, so it's like, yeah, this is in the same universe. Sort of. But. <laughs> but a parallel universe. Yeah, well, that the thing that blows my mind with that is these I could understand, right? Like these were like a branch off thing, some like side deal with Netflix, whatever, I get it. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was literally made because of the movies to follow because everyone liked Coulson so much. They were like, oh, he's not dead. He's still alive. He went to Tahiti. <laughs> and then and then they were like, nah, never mind. No, nah, he's dead. Forget it. We're never going to talk about him again. And the movies never mention Coulson ever again, I don't think. 
Which makes me sad. I loved Agent Coulson. Yeah, it was the best. But in the show, it was like they talked about the movies for like the whole first season, I think. Um, or like at least made references to the movies. I know that mm-hmm. like... Uh, oh, I, I guess I was wrong because I think in season three, it was right after Winter Soldier. Not Winter yeah. Soldier. What's... One of my good friends watched it and I remember her telling me that one of the seasons was really, really closely like connected to uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, it was like right um, after the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. because like the mm-hmm. season starts and they're like on one of the downed helicarriers, I think. And so it's like, oh, you're here. You are like you. Did you forget that the last two seasons you didn't mention the movies at all? And now you guys are trying to be like, yeah, yeah, the movies happen in this universe, too. So um. I don't, it's there's just a weird like if you don't want them to be related, just say it from the beginning. Like, hey, don't mention the movies instead of having them mention the movies and then somehow drift apart and never talk again. Yeah. I guess the problem is that we love continuity so much. Yeah. <laughs> That's why everybody's screaming and losing their mind whenever Daredevil popped up in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. It's because we're like, yes, canon. Right. But now we're like, is it though? Is it canon? I'm still not 100% sure. <laughs> is this a parallel Daredevil? Yeah. Parallel. And is he, is he, is this like, ah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is this Jessica Jones, the Jessica Jones we're going to get in Daredevil? Because, well, actually, I don't know. Did she? she no, she signed on, right? Wait, hang on. Is she? Are they in Thunderbolts? I. Did I make that up? Maybe. <laughs> I feel like I feel like all of them, but Luke Cage and Danny Rand. I think are the last two of these Netflix series that they're waiting or we as fans are waiting to see if they've been cast or not. Actors in Marvel. <laughs> we interrupt this podcast for a brief, yeah, research sorry, break. We, we need to, we need to know. Um, uh, <laughs> Because I know there was like a list that came out of like all of the ones that had signed on with Marvel to come back. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, Charlie and Vincent, we know. Uh, Yes, Kristen Ritter um, will be back as Jessica Jones. My favorite, John Bernthal, coming back as the Punisher. (laughs) Great cast. Oh, I don't know. This this still kind of says this seems like a fan idea uh, that there will be oh, okay. So there will be a Heroes for Hire Marvel uh, Disney Plus Bang. series. Um, so that will be Luke Cage and Iron Fist. It's not they're not sure if the two actors are going to come back, uh, if we're going to get Mike Coulter or Finn Jones to reprise those roles. Um, Um. I mean, if you're getting everybody else, 
Like unless yeah, why wouldn't unless you? they just don't want to like which like why wouldn't you want to? It's MCU it sounds like sounds like a better deal. Like you're gonna be on Disney Plus, yeah. probably not having to do as much scary stuff. Also, just a side note that I don't want to leave before I forget about it. Okay, so in our last episode about Jessica Jones, I mentioned that there are lots of nice things where David Tennant's not a creep where you can also see him. <laughs> and on uh, the subject of Kristen Ritter, I know everybody knows her from from Breaking Bad. And of course, she she was very good in that show. But she's also in one of my favorite shows of all time, which is Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. I was just Where she plays <laughs> a stone-cold psychopath. And I love her. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. <laughs> I, so I had only watched like a couple episodes of that show before Jessica Jones came out. So like I knew that was like the only other thing that I could probably like point to her and be like, ah, she's in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to know, like, did, did they watch that? Like, I know casting is like a, a whole beast of its own. You know, some people are cast because of the way they look. Some people are cast because of their acting abilities. Some people are typecast. I want to know, like, was that ever in consideration when they were <laughs> casting her for this role? Because, uh, like, ah, she's she's a little bit more like, one note but not in a, not in like a negative one note she's just very like 
flat, I guess. She's like old school detective. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and very different <laughs> than yeah. her role. There, there is no Venn diagram between these two characters, <laughs> except they look alike. Right. So it's like, <laughs> I wonder if they like saw that and were like, can you bring a little energy, like a little of that energy into this character? And then she didn't. And then they were like, never mind, it's great. Or <laughs> were they like, hey, remember that character you played? Do the complete opposite of that. <laughs> Maybe it's that they saw uh, that and Breaking Bad and were like, okay, so we've got some range here. Two very different characters there. Maybe we can get her <laughs> to do a very different character here. I mean... It worked. Whatever, whatever it was, it worked. She yeah. she nails Jessica Jones. Uh, Super talented. <laughs> speaking of actors and actresses, uh, so I wanted to talk really quick about Patsy, um, who is Trish Walker, is technically her name, but she's the star of Patsy. Um, and there's like a side story, I guess, right, with her throughout this. Where we're seeing her, spoiler alert, uh, work her way into the Hellcat role. And her part of her like struggle, right? Like Jessica's struggle is with this past abusive relationship with Kilgrave, whereas a Jessica or a Trisha's story is kind of this like past abusive relationship with her mother and with being like a child celebrity. Um, and in the comics, so like, I've only read a couple Jessica Jones comics. Uh, I've never read any Hellcat stuff, but there's a little crossover with Patsy and Jessica Jones stuff. So, um, I kind of did a little digging and found out that in the comics, her beef with her mom in the, in the show, her beef with her mom is like that, you know, she basically like forces her to do all of these like talk shows and TV shows and movie deals and stuff. And, and it was kind of just like this not great childhood. Um, and she's like still trying to do it right. Like in the show, she's like still trying to sort of control her, but also control her so that she can just be like a famous kid's mom. Um, in the book, in the comics, she actually promises her soul to Satan. Uh, and that's how, that's how basically Trish gets to become famous is that her mom sells her soul to the devil so that Trish can be famous. So very different. Um, yeah, (laughs) but it kind of leads to like this, this new dark Marvel cinematic universe that we're getting with like blade and uh moon knight and uh werewolf by night this sort of like paranormal avengers um eventually we'll get ghost rider and i mean i guess technically eventually we'll get blade Uh, we haven't gotten them yet um but i want to know like are are we ever gonna see the devil in marvel Cinematic universe. Well, closest thing we spent the entire Loki show thinking that Mephisto was going to show up, <laughs> and he didn't. True. Yeah. Well, and, is and there like, were all these hints. Yeah. Is he is like maybe is Mephisto the devil? Are we going to find out that maybe the the 
Hellcat that we get in the Marvel universe will be sort of more comic book accurate. I feel like that's the way that Marvel's leaning now. They're they're like gone are the days of we don't want to do comic accurate because it's goofy. And here are the days of no comic accuracy is like key to pulling in a bigger audience because you're getting all of the comic book people that didn't like the old stuff because it wasn't accurate. Uh, so it'd be interesting to to see some sort of I'm I'm on this. I love Wellington Paranormal. I don't know if you've watched that. Um, I haven't yet, but I love what we do in the shadows. Yeah. So Wellington Paranormal. Great show. It's a New Zealand show, so it's like eight episodes a season, I think, or six episodes a season. They're kind of short. Uh, and the best accents on the planet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is by Taika Waititi. So uh, for anyone out there, I guess we'll start from the beginning. Anyone out there who has <laughs> has seen Thor Love and Thunder or uh, what was the other one he did? No, that was uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok. That's right. Um if you've seen those two movies, then you're familiar with Taika Waititi as a director. He also did What We Do in the Shadows, both the movie and the show. Um, he's also done some other things like Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, Jojo Rabbit. Yes, Jojo Rabbit. And usually he's in, I mean, he's in, like, I think all of the stuff that he does. So, um, But if you've watched the original movie, What We Do in the Shadows, there's two police officers that come in and they're tricking them with vampire mind tricks to like not see bodies and stuff like that um well that was such a hit with people that they spun it off into a, a show which is on hbo you can watch i think it's like four seasons um and you basically just follow them these two police officers around dealing with all this paranormal stuff but in that show we see the devil like four times and i always thought like man how funny would it be if Taika Waititi did like some sort of crossover with what we do in the shadows in a Marvel thing. Like eventually we're going to get vampires. So wouldn't it be real funny just to see the cast of what we do in the shadows in the background? I don't know. Or they just make the same kind of movie, but with like blade and Morbius. (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch that. That'd be great. (laughs) I would too. It would make Jared Leto so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I want Jared Leto back. I don't know if I want Morbius. I, I want a new hmm. Morbius. I'm torn because obviously it was terrible. <laughs> but it was terrible in a very uplifting way. <laughs> sure. It makes sure. me feel better about everything I've ever done in my entire yeah, life. If you want a good laugh, go watch Morbius. Uh. <laughs> I told I told Mason I want him to make me a cut of the movie that's just all the scenes with Matt Smith. If he's having a conversation with somebody else, I don't want to see that other person. I just want <laughs> I just want the parts with Matt Smith. Oh man! Well, to to steer us back to Jessica Jones for this <laughs> far 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 up tangent that we've taken, um, we we get to the end of this episode and we are uh, there's still so many questions I mean I yes it's only episode three um, but all they have done so far is explain everybody 
sort of talk about their relationships. Uh, we're not like 100% sure on some relationships. Like we get a little bit more of Jessica and Trish's relationship in this and that like they were kind of brought up as sisters, but they haven't talked in a very long time. And Trish wants to help, but Jessica's kind of like a lone wolf. Um so there's there's something somebody has somebody's got to give right in that relationship at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke and Jessica's relationship kind of weird and strained, but mostly because she knows she killed his wife, but he doesn't mm-hmm. know she killed his wife, or we don't yeah. know that he like maybe he does, and we just don't know yet. Um, but but that's going on. Kilgrave's still out there doing his creepo thing. So we never but we see his face in this one. We do. Yeah, this is the first time we don't see him like from behind or a side profile or in shadow or anything. We actually see his face. Mm-hmm. They've been kind of slow playing us with that. And I think I think the very first time that we saw him at all was in the first episode whenever uh, Jessica has this kind of like I don't I don't know if it was a a flashback or just ha- her having like like a anxious kind of thought where she imagines that he pops up says something to her and licks her face yeah yeah real gross (laughs) (laughs) yeah horrifying horrifying i would even somebody i really liked like don't do that don't just walk up and lick someone's face like full lick too it's not like not like you like it's like uh. no it's like a dog lick all the way up the face (laughs) excuse me so now we kind of we're getting bits and pieces of these stories and relationships, but we haven't figured out how they're all going to coincide and come together. Um, especially seeing like this sort of build up, like it, are Jessica and Luke going to have a falling out? Is there going to be some sort of fight between them? Or will that, you know, will he believe her about this Kilgrave guy and, you know, know that it wasn't her fault or will she ever talk to him about killing his wife will that just kind of be swept away and we don't ever talk about it again <laughs> probably not but we'll <laughs> we'll find out is it really his business does he need to yeah know? yeah you know <laughs> let him believe what he believes uh <laughs> yeah it's just gonna drudge up a lot of negative feelings and no one's here for that exactly <laughs> so that does it for this week uh join us next time uh we'll continue the watch through of jessica jones um we're also recording this in the past for the future um, days of future past. So uh, be ready for another X-Men episode coming up soon. Uh, we're going to be continuing that with X3, the last stand. Uh, and also I, if I'm doing my math, right, we will have already done quantum mania. So, we're at a weird point now where you as the listener may know more about the Marvel universe than we know currently because we haven't seen it yet, but we're, we probably saw it and talked about it last How week. How is the, the world before. different? <laughs> Crazy. We're in the future. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, definitely listen to that episode if you haven't already. And if my math is wrong and that episode's not out yet, then definitely keep an eye out for that episode because it will be a doozy. Um, on that note, any last thoughts for this episode? Mm. The thing that 
stands out the most to me in this episode is the uh, on-air phone call that they make with Hope. And of course, Kilgrave calls them back when they start talking bad about him on what I think is the radio. <laughs> <laughs> so that whole scene was was wild. And also we have uh, the lawyer lady who, not a nice person, has basically set all this up to help make a case, even if it's not necessarily painting her client in the best lot. So... Ugh, just despicable. Despicable lawyering. Never yeah. Whatever. A little shady lawyer stuff. It's also weird because, like, later, I mean, again, as someone who has already watched all of these, we know that she comes back and is, like, a bigger character in Daredevil Season 3, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, Foggy ends up in going and work, working for her. So it's kind of like this, oh, they're really making Hogarth out to be just, like, a terrible person and then later they like try to backpedal a little bit and be like oh she's not that bad she's just trying to help lawyers make money and live in new york Mm -hmm. it's like she's allowed to be a cheater (laughs) and a shark right yeah it's totally it's fine because (laughs) now we need her to be a little bit nicer uh so yeah i guess we'll discuss that more once we get to that (laughs) season of daredevil uh but uh, the question for this week will be, hmm, I don't know. I don't have one. <laughs> if you used to have red hair, what was the experience like? Would you go back to it? That's a good, that's a good question. Uh, from experience, <laughs> I have none. So uh, I don't know. I'll try it out. I was redheaded last summer and... As much as I enjoyed the the look of it, I did not enjoy the bleaching process beforehand. <laughs> so I do not know. <laughs> so, so I will go back. Go back. Okay, we'll have to see. Don't know. We'll have to see what Luke says. It'll be the will be the tiebreaker. Luke will be like, you know. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we'll talk to you all next week. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.